There are three different ramifications of a food item having the status of food, which are mentioned by the Mishnayas in this parak, in this chapter. One is that it is able to become Tome according to the laws of Tomas Eichlin, the impurity that applies specifically to food. The second is with regards to Meiser Shani, which is a tenth of one's produce that he's obligated to separate and bring up to Yerushalayim during the third and sixth year of the seven-year Shemitah cycle. And if it's difficult for him to transport all of the produce that is Meister Shani all the way up to Yerushalayim, he is able to redeem it onto money, bring the money up to Yerushalayim, and then spend that money on food items in Yerushalayim, which will then gain the sanctity of Meister Shani. So that specifically needs to be food items that he is buying. And the third ramification is with regards to regular tithes, the fact that one is obligated to separate tithes from the produce that grows, but he's only obligated to do so once the produce has grown to a sufficient degree that is considered to be properly edible and is considered to be food eaten by people. This mission discusses the stage of ripening and development of the various fruit or produce of concern and at which stage it is considered to be food. Hapagin this refers to the earliest stage of ripening of figs. The habiser, this refers to a slightly later stage in the ripening of a fruit, just that biser refers to a grape that has reached that stage, whereas pagin is the name of the figs that are at the earliest stage. The Mishnah is just bringing these examples because they happen. it happens to be that these fruit have specific names at this stage of development. But the same would apply to any fruit when it reaches that stage of ripening, both at the earliest stage and at the next stage of ripening when it becomes slightly edible. Although most people don't eat it at that stage, but it is considered to be edible. Rabbi Akiva Akiva says that it can become impure with the impurity that applies to food. It would become impure if a source of impurity touches it. Because although a regular person would not eat it, there are certain people who are happy to eat things even when they are very much not ripened yet. And technically speaking, they are already edible and therefore it does have the status of food. Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, Oimei Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri says, however, that a food item can only become impure and we only really consider it to be food. Once it reaches the stage at which it becomes obligated in tithes. The Mishnayas and Meseches Maestras go through many different fruit and produce, and at which stage of ripening it is considered to be food that is eaten even by regular people. And again, this doesn't mean that it has to be fully ripe. It's an earlier stage, but it's a stage at which even a regular person would be prepared to eat the fruit or the produce. It's a later stage than the pagin or boiser that were mentioned by Rabbi Akiva. And it's at that point that the food is considered to be food, even halachically, and it's only from that stage that it would be able to become impure. The Mishnah continues, Peritze zesim v'anovim, bad olives or grapes, this refers to olives or grapes, whose development and ripening came to a halt, such that they remain hard, harder than regular olives or grapes, and only a small amount of oil is produced by them. They're barely edible. Beishamai metamin. Beishamai say that they can become tome as a food because at the end of the day they do produce some oil, so it's considered to be like a regular olive. However, Beisil metarin. Beisil say that it cannot become pure, impure. It would always remain pure since it has not got the status of food. This is worse than an olive that is going to ripen and just hasn't reached that stage yet. 
Haketzach, this is a type of herb or plant that is used to flavor other food. It's not really eaten by itself, but it's often used to flavor bread. Possibly it refers to fennel, be it as it may be, Shammai say that it cannot become impure as a food, since in order to be a food, it has to be something that is sometimes eaten by itself. However, they'll say that it can become tommy as a food, because it is put into food items and contributes to the food. So it itself has the status of food, and it's considered to be properly edible. And the Mishnah ends off, the Chayla Maestras... The same argument that Bishamai and Basil have with regards to whether the food can become tome as a food also applies to the obligation of tithes, because that's also something that is dependent upon whether the item has the status of food. Mishazain, hakur, this refers to the top part of a palm tree that regrows every year, and towards the beginning of its growth, it is pretty soft and it is somewhat edible. But as it grows further, it turns into regular wood that is inedible. So this is something that is certainly destined to turn into wood. But currently it's edible. Harehu eats the Choldova, the Mishnah says, that it's considered already from now to be like wood for all matters. And that is with one exception. It can be bought with Maiseshani money. Although in general, Maiseshani money needs to be spent on food. Since currently this is edible, so you can use my shiny money to buy that and then eat it in Yerushalayim. Presumably the logic is that the entire point is that my shiny needs to be used towards something that you're going to eat. So even though we consider it to be wood, ultimately, it nevertheless can be bought with my shiny money. The Mishnah continues, Kafniyos, a kind of date, uh, we're going to understand that we're talking about a date that hasn't ripened fully. But unlike most unripened fruit, here there is a pretty simple solution to make the date edible, and that is by roasting it slightly. That would solve the problem, it would remove the bitterness that the dates have as a result of not yet being ripe. And because of that, the mission rules that Eichlin, they are considered to be food items, so they would be able to become impure. However, they are exempt from tithes. Again, there's always three different things that we need to discuss as re- with regards to whether it's considered to be a food. Can it become impure? Is there a requirement of tithing it? And can it be bought with my Sashani money? Over here, the Mishnah rules that it is the, there's no obligation of tithes since it was picked off of the tree before it reached the stage at which it becomes obligated in tithes. And although one made it edible, the, he didn't make it ripe, essentially. So it would be able to become impure, but it would be exempt from tithes. From when can fish become impure just like any food item? An animal, whilst it's alive, is not considered to be food, and it cannot become impure. Only a human being, whilst he's alive, is able to become impure. But once the fish has died and it's now considered to be a food item, then it can become impure. As soon as the fish has been caught and taken out of the water, even whilst it's wriggling about wildly and before it has died, since it's been caught already and it's destined to die essentially unless it gets chucked back into the water, already from that point onwards it's considered to be a food. Only once it actually dies is it considered to be food. So only from that moment onwards would it be able to become impure. And Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, if it is still able to live, were you to throw it back into the water, then it's still considered to be a fish that's alive and it's not a food. But once it's been out of the water for long enough that it's not wriggling about wildly anymore, 
even if it hasn't yet actually died, since it is bound to die, and even if you throw it back into the water, it's not going to live, so now its only purpose really is going to be to be eaten. And from that point onwards, according to Rabbi Akiva, it is considered to be food. Continues the Mishnah, Yichrushel Te'enah, a branch of a fig tree, Shenifshach, that became vastly detached from the rest of the fig tree, but it is still loosely attached to the tree via the outer part of it, literally the peel, the, the bark essentially of the fig tree. That part is still connected, so it hasn't been taken off of the rest of the tree totally. Rabbi Yehuda Metaher, Rabbi Yehuda says that the figs that are on that branch are not able to become Tomei because we consider the branch to still be connected and a part of the rest of the tree. So just like anything that is attached to the ground cannot become impure. So to the figs on this branch would not be able to become impure. However, the Chachomim rule that this is true only if the branch would be able to live and be rejuvenated were it to be tied back to the rest of the tree. But once it has been taken off to such an extent... Uh, it's now going to dry up, and it's not really possible to reattach it to the rest of the tree and for it to combine properly with the rest of the tree. So then it is considered to be detached, and the figs that are on that branch would now be able to become Tommy, just like any fruit that has been detached from its tree. On a similar note, Tavua Shenekra Umaira Afilubisharish Koton, produce that has been uprooted from the ground, like grain, for example, wheat but it is still connected slightly to the ground, even by a small root to Hira, it would remain pure, it cannot become Tomei, because we still consider it to be attached to the ground. According to the Chachamim, this would only be as long as it is able to live via that root. If not, then it's not considered to be significant, but if it is able to live by that root, so then it's still considered to be attached to the ground, and it would not yet be able to become Tomei like other food. Mr. Tess, the first three Mishnayas of this parak, this chapter, talked about the rules of Heksher and which types of food require becoming wet in order for them to be able to become impure, and which food items are considered to be impure or have the ability to be impure even without becoming wet. And we learned that an item that itself is a source of impurity, as an avatuma, for example, a novella, a animal that has died without proper slaughtering, since it itself is a source of impurity, and it is also a food item, the fact that it's a, that this food item is a source of impurity means that there's no need for the food item to become wet. It already has a deep connection to the impurity, as it were, and it would already be impure even without becoming wet. And the truth is, even without touching a different source of impurity, it would be impure because it's really touching itself. So it's its own source of impurity and it would be impure as a food item as well. So not only does it have the impurity of a dead animal, the fact that it itself is a source of impurity, but also the laws of impurity that apply to food that is impure would also apply to this item. The Mishnah teaches that the forbidden fats, there are certain fats that the Torah lists of a kosher animal specifically that are forbidden to be eaten. If the kosher animal died without slaughtering and as such the meat and the flesh of the animal is a source of impurity, it's an avhatumah, the, it's learnt from Psukim that that does not apply to the forbidden fats. The Mishnah says the fats of that animal 
do not become impure with the impurity that applies to an animal that has died because that only applies to the flesh and the bones of that animal but not to these forbidden fats this is learnt from a pasuk and the Mishnah says therefore it does require hechsher it would need to become wet before it gains the ability to become impure just like any other regular food on the other hand, the fats of a non-kosher animal, the entire prohibition to eat the certain fats of an animal applies specifically to a kosher animal, but not to a non-kosher animal. Anyway, it's forbidden to eat any part of the non-kosher animal. And that means that there's not really any difference between the fats and the rest of the animal. It's all not kosher and it's all part of the same prohibition. And based on that, the way that it emerges from how we learn the psukim is that mitami tomas the fats of a non-kosher animal do become impure with the impurity that applies to the rest of the animal that has died without proper slaughtering. And fichach, therefore, it does not require hechsher, it would not need to become wet in order for it to become impure. The Mishnah ends off with a law that is similar to some of the laws that were taught at the beginning of this parak. Dogim tameim vachagavim tameim, non-kosher fish and non-kosher locusts Grasshoppers, even though it's technically permitted for non-Jews to eat them, in general, non-Jews would not eat these type of fish or locusts. At least we're talking about those types that would not generally be eaten. And since they're not generally eaten, in villages, there is a requirement that somebody have the specific intention to eat the food, to eat the locust or that particular fish, in order for it to gain the status of food. Otherwise, without having a specific intention to designate it for food, it's not considered to be food because it's very rarely eaten. In a busy town where there are many, many people, so there are bound to be some people who are prepared to eat it. But in a village where there are fewer people, only if somebody has the specific intention to designate it to be eaten would it gain the status of food and thereby have the ability to become impure.